Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast. As always, it's Tyler Layfield, joined by my great co-host, Torres Finney. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sadly. Yes, sir. You know, I was expecting to do this next podcast with so much energy, with so much excitement, which I am. But can can we just go ahead and meet the elephant in the room? I mean, can we just go ahead and hit it? Dude, Georgia, the state of Georgia, the state above Florida, the state that touches Alabama and Tennessee and all the other freaking South Carolina, North Carolina. Georgia. Georgia. Can we can we win? Like, can we win, please? Please. Like, I know I'm a Steelers fan. I know. I'm a Mavericks fan. I, you know, I'm a fan of some different other states. But I do like to see the home state win sometimes. Yep. But now, at this point, what the freak? Like, obviously, everyone knows this past weekend we saw the Braves playing a World Series. Um, yeah. They were up 3-1. And, man, I'm not going to lie to you. It's like team – play up the par against Atlanta. Like, guys like Mookie Betts taking every home run possible we had. Guy mm. freaking Will Smith. I don't know where the heck he – I mean, Will Smith hitting a home run after home run and, and Bellinger and all these guys. Like, Peterson, dude, Bellinger, all Peterson, the Smith. same guy. It's the same guy. Mm. Killing us. And then not only that, but we saw on Saturday the Georgia Bulldogs and – Alabama, and we and, and we just knew. I, I had the confidence the way that game was going. I was like, Georgia, they got it. It, it was ups and downs, man. Yeah, you know they got it. And then that that end of the half field goal. I, that, I yeah, say, yeah, we got it. We got to address that, man. Because that just changed the momentum of the game. <sighs> and I just knew. I said, if he makes this, it's gonna be a weird second half. And boy, was it weird because guess what? We go from scoring 24 points in the first half to scoring jack crap in the second. Yep. And a whole lot of nothing. Um, I look at these, I just look at Georgia, all the Georgia teams, man, the Falcons. I mean, look, it's so funny. You know, when you need the Braves to win, when you need Georgia to win, they lose. But when you need the Falcons to lose, because I've been hearing from a lot of Falcons fans, uh-huh. they don't want the Falcons to win. They want them to lose to get their picks. Oh, they beat the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. And they beat them. And in a good fashion. They played very well. In a well. good fashion. And yeah. you stand and say, well, freak Atlanta, where was this the past four weeks? <laughs> oh, that's right. It was their past four weeks. They just kept giving up the freaking lead. <laughs> yeah. They, so, we, all right. So let's, let's break it down from the top. We'll start off with Saturday, like you said, UGA, Alabama, playing in Tuscaloosa. We all knew what was coming into this. We did the preview show. Saban ends up being able to coach on the sidelines, which I know that you have a lot of of conflict about. You don't really care for that happening. But ends up being able to coach, which I wanted to happen as well. I wanted it to 
You know, I wanted beat to beat them at their best. Exactly. Beat them, beat them with everything they got if we were to beat them, you know. And like you said, you know, we started off. Man, I was shocked at the first play. Richard LeCount, whether or not you think that was an interception or not, yet they couldn't overturn that just because of the, the angles, honestly. And it was the same kind of catch that one of the Alabama guys ended up having later on in the game. So yeah. it was like a very simple thing, and they called it the same way both times. So let's let's get that one uh, situated first. Then we get the ball, and guess what we do on our, our on our first drive? We throw a pick as well. So that's um, – <laughs> But started playing pretty well. Zamir White was running the ball pretty good. Uh, freaking uh, Kendall Milton was running pretty well. We did. Spencer was doing okay. We weren't doing too bad. Defense was okay. Like you said, we get down to the end of the half. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, there's there's 20-something seconds left. I'm sitting there watching my family. My sister's like, you know, is it cool if I just, you know, go ahead and get a shower during halftime? You know, I'm not going to miss much, right? And I was like, well, not exactly, but – unless they do something really stupid here, you know. And sure enough, Alabama gets down into field goal position. Well, what we consider to not really be Alabama field goal position, let's talk about that too because normally Alabama, known for not having any field goal kickers, this ends up being what? What would you say, like a 40, 50-yard field goal somewhere well, in that yeah, range? Yeah, I think it's something around that area, yeah. And yeah. something that when you used to know, like, oh, Alabama kicker's not making that, we're good. Dude, Ended up Alabama got, to, got a kicker now. Seriously. That's a team to watch out for. I'd rather watch out for an Alabama team with a kicker than the team without a kicker. <laughs> Seriously. They're, they're, I mean, with a kicker, they, they got they got options now. Yeah. Man. And it showed in that game, man, they, they, he, him making that field goal changed momentum of the game. And, you know, to come out of half, uh, you know, we had the ball first, but freak, man, we didn't do nothing with it. <laughs> Heck, we didn't do nothing with all any of them. Yeah, the, so, the field goal really reminded me of the Rose Bowl when we beat Oklahoma, the same field goal that Rodrigo Blankenship hit going into half. It gave us the momentum. And I think it, like you said, I think it played a similar role here for the for the Alabama team. It did, man. And I, I sit there and I look at Georgia and I say, you know, what went wrong? But I, I can name some little small things. Go um, ahead. Lay it on me. Uh, one, Stinson Bennett. Uh, yeah. He threw the ball too many times. 18 for 40. He threw 269 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. For one, he shouldn't be throwing the ball 40 times. I don't care. If I've seen some tweets and stuff, some comments about, oh, he's a walk-on. He shouldn't be throwing. You know, it's not about him being a walk-on because he shouldn't. He was in, he's in that position for a reason. If yeah. Kirby didn't think he was ready, he would have never been starting. To be no. Ready. There's no such thing about who's on walk-on or who's on scholarship because he's playing for a reason. I will say, starting off early, I thought the lights got to him a little bit. But the way he started to play, those lights went away real quick. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think those lights went away real quick, and he started to actually get into his game. Because um, Benson played really good that first half. But I will also say this. Those passes kept getting knocked down over. Yeah, over, yeah. Over. There was something that kept happening. Yeah, they kept and that what comes. That what comes to him being what five ten, five eleven. You know, something like that. His offensive lineman taller than him, so and it started to change up the way he was starting to throw the ball. Um, he was trying to force throw, side throw it a little mm -hmm. bit. You know, he was forcing throwing a little bit behind the receivers so the ball would get tipped. But but that's a part of how football is. I mean, if you. As a defense alignment myself, you get your hands up, you start making a quarterback throw around your hands, it knocks off his uh, tracking. I mean, it knocks off his, his flow, his the way he actually follows through on his throws. 
So yeah. that, that, that became a, a problem, which I applaud Alabama because all week was talking about how Alabama was not really good defensively. Mm-hmm. But that second half, they showed. They came and showed. They gave up some yards. But what, yeah. they, they, what made Alabama defense good, like Saban said, they got stopped. It was a difference between giving up yards but getting stops. And stops meaning turnovers, now not a lot. I mean, they might get – we might get to the 50 or the 40, but mm-hmm. – you know, stuff like that. So I'm not gonna give them too much credit. All right. So the first <laughs> that was a that was a great, you know, great play by the defensive lineman, good interception. The second one though, the one that got tipped off of, I believe it was Jermaine Burton's hands. Dude was just yeah, having trouble yeah. catching the ball. That's a gimme. I don't don't tell me they got a good defense just because of that. Uh, yeah, sure. I, that's that's just setting somebody up. Here, pop it up in there. You know, those are those ones where you know it's gonna get picked if that thing gets hit there. And then the last one was just atrocious. Um Stetson breaking the pocket when he had no business. To, he had a clean pocket and decided to try to break around a defender and force a throw. Force that, and, and, yeah. it, and it didn't go well, man. And it didn't. honestly, like you said, he probably threw way too many times. We could have ran the ball a lot more. We were running the ball pretty well. So don't understand exactly why we, you know, um, completely, you know, well, not completely abandoned, but abandoned it for the most part. And, I got to be real here too. Uh, our defense—they didn't play as well as I, I thought they should. I mean, we were getting—we weren't getting as much pressure as I would like our guys to be getting. I got to give props to the Alabama offensive line there, and uh, really toward the end, we were getting—we were getting gassed, and, and were, yeah, like five yards a pop. It was—it was, it was yeah. very discouraging. And I said that the last show. I said uh, that's one thing that I was worried about. That was one of the—I was like, I was a little bit more confident. And us in our past, I thought our past defense would have been there. I thought we would have had a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I thought our DBs would have played up the part. I knew the, I knew Alabama receivers were gonna make plays. We knew that was a guarantee. But yeah. um, Najee Harris, 152 yards, mm-hmm. one touchdown. I mean, he carried the ball 31 times. Yeah. But that 152 yards, bro, that's deadly, man. That's that's got like that's yeah. they killing us. He was running all over us. He was getting big run after run after run. We couldn't get no stops. And it was hurting because, you know, Georgia haven't given up a rushing touchdown since 2018. Mm-hmm. And we gave up one in that game, and that's just – it showed. Yeah. And you know, we got we got to discuss this too, though, because I know it was a big controversy. We saw it all over Twitter. The uh, A lot of questions from some UGA fans on the officiating, including yourself. You were – I mean <laughs> – don't get me wrong. It was it was getting pretty annoying in the first half when everything that Georgia did well it was being reviewed for like two minutes and then they had to go back and review it. I don't know. It that was getting really annoying. And then I I myself did not agree with the pass interference call. I didn't either. To be, you, to be honest with you, what ended up happening and you can you can talk about it all you want. Those same plays are getting made in other games and there's no pi call there. Say what you want, Alabama fans. But that that I don't think that was a, a pass interference. But uh, at the end of the day, that didn't that didn't end up being the, the big difference. Now, if that was coming between us and winning, oh yeah, I'd be making a lot more deal about it than it is. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I gotta admit, we just lost this. We lost to a better team. Yeah. Day, and it is what it is, man. We gotta just chalk it up and learn from it. But, Go ahead. But but see, <laughs> this is where the thing about the Georgia curse come into play because I've heard some people talk about that Georgia always lose to the better team. Mm-hmm. Well. You want to go through history, y'all? Let me take. Let's go ahead. Take take us down memory lane. Uh, uh, let's let's go back to 2010. Since people want to talk about the, uh, look, right now, Tyler, do you believe in the Georgia curse? I do. I I am a believer. Uh, and 
so do I. Everybody that did, that's in this, I mean, if you don't, let's just, Kiever, you're a lunatic. <laughs> yes, Kiever, you're a lunatic. This is basically towards Kiever, but there have been towards some, some other guys that I've heard as well. But let's be honest. The 2010 Falcons, it went 13-3, and three, okay? Mm-hmm. Great that season. year, they were the best team. A lot of people were talking about in the NFL, bang, bang, bang. Mm-hmm. They beat the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay came in 10-6. Green Bay walked up in there in Atlanta and beat those boys forty-eight to twenty-one. Yeah, and and, and that, that was the year they they had they were like the top in the NFC, so they even had a bye week, I believe. Uh, exactly, Atlanta did. they had a bye week. Exactly. And Green Bay was a wild card of all of all teams, so I mean that one hurt. I remember that one. Or or, or see, and we we'll talk about better teams, but we're going to go into all right. Let's go to when Atlanta played the Patriots. If you want to go by record, okay, you could say the Patriots were better, but mm-hmm. watch that game. Defensively, the Falcons were better. Offensively, oh, the Falcons were better. better. The weapons were ridiculous. Look, the record for a team in the fourth part, there is before that game was zero and one seventy-seven. Went up by twenty-five points or more, and the Falcons out of any team had seventeen minutes and seven seconds. Up twenty-eight to three, had the game in hand, but yet no Super Bowl to freaking see. No. Look, we saw with the Braves up three-one. Yes, the Dodgers was forty-three and seventeen, while the Braves were thirty-five and twenty-five. Yes, I understand that, but we went up three-one, and we went up three-one for a reason. And it just like. Guys, like, now I'm not going to blame anything. I ain't going to lie. My baseball probably not up there, but I will yeah, say Yeah, you and I, for not being baseball fans, we did – We I got to give it to us. We did end up watching a lot of this series. At we least did. I did on my we end. Did. Like, you know, I was paying attention to I was rooting for them, guys. I know y'all give me – y'all give us both crap about not watching baseball. We were we were supporting the hometown team. Yeah, and, but, uh, I mean, according to – and I knew some of the hitters like Ozuna and uh, Albies mm-hmm. and uh, Freddie Freeman. Freeman, I mean, those final three games – you know, right now he's the NL MVP. Yeah. But, but, where you been the last three games? You know, you know you stuff like where you at? Yeah. Where, where, where you at? Exactly. Yeah. Then you got, I mean, obviously, then you got Georgia in the SEC championship game in 2012. Yeah. You know? Oh, that, yeah. That, that one really, the one that one, I ain't going to lie to you. That, that, that one to me. a shout out here. He, he laid these out for us on Twitter. You got to go check him out. Lane on You should go see those, that thread, man. The whole thread of this thing, so. Dude, that one hurt me the worst more than, like, <sighs> I, now that national championship, we'll get into that. We we'll had Jordan that. SC championship. That, that, that 2012 year, that hurt my heart mm-hmm. because we drove the ball down the field so easy, and we were guaranteed. Two plays to the end zone, which, in my opinion, I think for if the boy, don't, if Chris Conley don't catch that ball, I know for a fact, I know for a fact, I just knew for a fact that Georgia was going to score a touchdown, and I don't care who it was, but Georgia would beat Notre Dame in that national championship. Oh, whoever played Notre Dame was going to beat Notre Dame. You could have put just about any any somewhat top tier team up there; they would have beat Notre Dame. Too. They would have beat Notre Dame exactly. Well, oh. we chose it on freaking way, and then. 2000, that same freaking year, the Braves against the Cardinals, you had one of the worst calls in the history of baseball. 
the infield. Fly fly, ball. I was talking about that one today with a, with Zach, man. That, <laughs> I I forgot about that one and I brought it up, man. That yeah, that sucked too. All the trash. He was at the game. He was watching everybody throw the trash on the field and everything. He, yes. Yeah. And then, oh gosh. And then after that, it then sucks. a few years later, 2014. When they played the 49ers in an uh, NFC championship game. Colin Kaepernick. 20, well, 24, the freaking seven, going into the fourth quarter, and they lose. God. And then I'm not even done yet. This is, Keep going. Never, <laughs> let, let the devil <laughs> out, son. Let the devil <laughs> out. <laughs> the curse is real, y'all. Like, bro. Then, yes, the list goes then on. Georgia playing Alabama in the national championship. Alabama, they I cried that night. Zero at halftime. 20 to 7 in the third quarter. It was so – we were beating Alabama so bad defensively. And they had been in the back of quarterback, and we still lost. Even when we set the freaking quarterback in overtime for 16 yards and in second and freaking 26, and we still give up the freaking game. That one hurt. Then you go to the SEC championship game the next year, and we're like, okay. The backup they fit in, now we understand how he plays. We shut him down the first half. Then they fit in the freaking starter who was in for the – dang it, I can't take it. I can't hey, take it. Hey, I was at that one live. I was there with, with my buddy Daniel. And I'm telling – you can probably ask him. We can get a like a live witness – account i was hyped that whole entire game we were playing well i was talking trash and i shouldn't have i was i was making choke signals at tua and and then they throw it hurts and we and we lose the game it, it really that one that one really hurt too and that was that was a, that hurt, a very man. quiet ride on the marta <laughs> that night like everybody was quiet on that marta it was georgia fans god and then last year <sighs> the Braves, they go up 2-1 and then they played the game five, and they have an opportunity to pick the series away. And they have the biggest, the worst meltdown in probably baseball history. It was, it was the worst at that time, but guess what? We topped that this year against the Dodgers. It was the oh, worst. Oh, yeah, we topped that. Oh, we, man. We gave up even more. Mm. But last year, they gave up 10 runs in the first inning. Yeah. 10 runs. And then we'll look at the years with the Hawks. I mean, the Hawks. They had the number one seed in the NBA and get what was it four well, all four all stars on the team four the best team overall great you know coach of the year all the accolades and and again guess what they do the next year they let go the whole team we, <laughs> they, they got swept like bro to me at this point I mean we we can go through many 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 years of Georgia Braves like yeah. It's been bad. If you are from the state of Georgia, I know some people don't really truly understand this, but if you're from the state of Georgia, you don't even have to be a fan of the team, but you just know. Like, it was so funny because people kept saying, we had a little, we have a little group chat with me, Andrew, mm -hmm. Logan, all these boys, Kiefer. Yeah. And Andrew kept saying, oh, Lord, I don't know why y'all expect anything new. You know the Braves going to choke it away. And uh, Logan and Chandler. And I bet you they were getting mad. Yeah. Stop being so negative. Stop being so negative. But it's true, you know? though. The sad I'm thing like, is true, though. Dude, we know. But see, that's the thing. We expect to lose at this point. We get so high, and then it's like, well, I expect to lose. Like, mm -hmm. Because they always do it. They always do it. Psychological, that, man. And if I, if I had the chance to go through nearly all the – 
the choking moment. Like, we can just go through this year for the Falcons. Yeah. The Cowboys and the Bears games. Like, dude. It just happens on a routine basis. If there, there ain't a year that go, goes by with at least, you know, one type of this occurrence happening. And it, it, it sucks. And I'm sorry for everybody. Hey, in the arms of an angel. <laughs> F's in the chat. I, I told him I told to F's in the chat for all of our, our diehards out there. Cole Vickers, I know he's a diehard Falcons fan. Lane, Zach, friends of the show, Jackson and Zach, you know, they're big old Atlanta fans. But yeah, I, the question is, who's going to be the team to break this? Who's going to be the team that's going to actually break this curse and actually end up winning a championship? <laughs> if, if we had to put odds on this, if we had to rank uh, these, so I'm not, we're not going to include, you know, anybody outside the big four sports. Um, obviously, we don't have an NHL team anymore. Uh, real, the Thrashers. Uh, but you got UGA. We got Atlanta, we got the Braves, and we got the yeah, the, uh, Hawks. the Hawks. All right, so the Falcons, Braves, Hawks, UGA. Like, if we're just going with the four, I mean, obviously we can throw in the other college teams if we want, but this is the four, like, uh, arguably or honestly, obviously, uh, Georgia's the main four. biggest. Yeah, the bit is the biggest college in the state. But out of those four, rank them from one to four on who you have breaking that first. One being the most obvious that's going to get it, four being the least to get it, least amount to get it. Um, I'm be honest. I'm gonna pick one as the um, the Bulldogs. Um, Georgia has the best chance. The reason why I say that because mm-hmm. Georgia consistently recruits top three exactly. every year, um, and since they're always at the top of recruiting, more than likely Georgia would never have a bad team. They're always going to have a team that's always going to be. They're like the, you know, to be honest, they're like the. Ohio State's, mm-hmm. you know, just always there. Um, they hang always, around. Always going to be ranked top ten. You know, mm-hmm. they'll never be out of the mix. So Georgia's going to always be there. Um, what to you? What to you will push that? What to you would push them over the hump? I have my own opinion here, but what what to you? Um, I don't think it's coaching, man. I mean, because we easy, like I said, just 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 stupid stuff. Like we easily could have won the national championship. Mental errors. Right. Middle, exactly, middle errors. And okay. we easily could have won the national championship with Mark Rick, you know, with Aaron Murray on, against Chris Scott. Like, we could have beat yeah. Alabama in that game. You I, know, you take away that. And I'll, then, tell you, I'll tell you what I think. I'll tell you, and I agree with you on number one being UGA and, and pretty much the same exact reason. You control your destiny. You know, Kirby knows what he can do. He can recruit. He can bring in the top talent. That's one thing you yeah. can't do as a, as a Falcons fan. You know, we can't – and they're showing it right now. You can't control who you're going to get because you keep winning games yeah. that don't mean nothing. And I mean, you could you could control it if you lost every game and you went for that first pick and you tank. But yeah. Georgia can remain good and they can keep getting top talent. But what I think would push them over the top is man, and I don't know what it's going to take, but um, just a dynamic offense. I mean, I was sitting there watching the Alabama game. I like all these these pick plays that they have. They they run pick plays like every other play, just about that gets their receivers open. I don't. I don't know where that's at for us. I, I would love to yeah. see some of that. I'd love to see some eye candy, some flashy stuff. I. I don't know. To me, that's what would put us over the top. The defense is always going to be there because we got Kirby there, defensive minded guy. If we could just get the offense, I'm, to match it, I think we'll we'll win championships consistently. I agree with you. Um, and I also want to say this because a lot of people will say that. Well, Atlanta, at least you're making it to the playoffs. At least you're getting to championship. Well, let me, that let me explain sucks. something that's a little Screw different that. um, with y'all. Would you, rather, would you rather be the Jets or the Giants that consistently, I mean, lose all the time, the Redskins that lose all. See, 
the difference between those teams that lose all the they time. They had their flashes. Giants had a couple Super they Bowls. Jensen had their little okay, bit RG3 with I'm the Redskins. They had their little flashes. Yeah. I'll take the Giants back, but the Redskins, Bills, and all the other teams. <laughs> the Bills started getting good. But see? All the other teams, they, they've been losing for a long time. It was a process, though. It was a process. Yeah, it took a, you know? well, they, they're still in their process. I'm, like, talking, the about, I'm talking about Bills. Bills are getting there, man. Like, you know, oh, they get the, Bills, the quarterback, yeah, yeah, Bills, you know. Bills, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, the difference between those teams, they lose so much to the point. It's like this. Like, I'm, you know, I live here in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and as you see these Tennessee fans, they get to the point where, like, they accept get, being 7-3, 7-4, or 6-4. Like, they accept being that. The reason mm-hmm. why, because, you know, Tennessee do have the most frequent national championship before Georgia. It was, like, 1998. I understand that. Yeah. But the reason why it's so, so long – They've consistently just been losing. They, you know, they've been losing to the Floridas, the Georgias, yeah. the Bama. They play Alabama every year, October third. You know, they used to, they play them this Saturday, uh, this the upcoming Saturday, mm. and you know they know they're not Oof. beating. Them. So God you know, bless them. Beat them. God they just bless lost them. to Kentucky, got blown out. See those type of see the Tennessee expect that. The difference between these Georgia teams and Atlanta Braves and Falcons and all these guys, they make it far. Mm-hmm. It's a difference between they give you enough hope to get you optimistic. They give you hope, and exactly. then they they reach into your chest and just rip your heart out. Rip your heart out. At least you know like, what you get. If see, and and that's it. They go in with low expectation, right? Your Tennessee people they yeah. come in with low expectation. So when they do something great, you're on top of the world. You know, you're on top but, of the world. But when but but with the Atlanta teams, when they do something great, you know, we're we're just so used to it. It's just and you get your hopes up and then they just snatch you and it's it's done. You're in deep depression mode. Like when those <laughs> Tennessee fans still bring up when they threw the Hail Mary on Jordan. Yeah. Jawan Jennings, I'm like, dude, okay, congratulations. You that actually was Kirby's worst year. That yeah. was it. Yeah. And we had lost to Tennessee since. You know, like, yeah. I don't care about that. But see, let them have their little the little congratulations. There you go. But the thing is with Georgia, the thing is with Bright Falcons, they ain't nobody you up 28 to 3. The game is over. The game is over. Mm-hmm. You give it up. Bulldogs, you 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 get this close. Like you have the yeah. game intact and, and you get like that's the difference. We always are in the biggest moments where the whole world is watching. Where you're the only thing that really is on TV. Where mm-hmm. you're in the biggest moment. You're in the championship. You're in the World Series. We're not yet now. We're, you're in the LSC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The title. You're in the Super Bowl. you here. You're in that the conference championship for the Hawks. you mm-hmm. here. you there. But then when the moment is at its brightest, everything just goes down. Yeah. Yep. That, that's, yep. that's, that's where, why it's so different for Georgia teams. Because okay. when – if you want to just talk about winning, yes, Atlanta team, Georgia team, they're always going to be up top. But we're talking about winning titles. We're tired of just coming. Got to close it out, man. There's a difference, man. And and the second team that I think that will be able to uphold his curse, um, okay. I would have to give it to the Falcons. Uh, uh, no, I actually, actually, okay. I'm going to give it to the Braves. Okay, that, that's, got, that's, yeah, I think that's the right answer. players that are 23 years old. Uh-huh. And what I just saw with this team, you know, going against a top world uh, Dodgers team, I mean, the Braves should be a real – got a lot of good talent. So the Braves should be back in the mix, you know, as long as they don't, you know, let the team go, you know, as some yeah, of the Atlanta teams are doing that. Sometimes. So – I, I, I agree with you the A. Right there with you, man. That's what I was going to say there too. They, Like you said, uh, a lot of good young players. They got a great farm system. 
For, um, I mean, the, the management's pretty good. I thought they did a good job for the most part. I mean, it was it was mental errors, base running stuff. That's that's not stuff that the coaches can really, you know. I don't know. I've seen some people whine about like the the um, third base coach and stuff like that, saying he needs to be fired and all this. One really his fault, in my opinion. That comes down to the base runner themselves. But yeah, great pitching, great hitting. Obviously, I mean, I, I don't know. We just gotta we just gotta get there, you know. And we'll eventually get there through the free agents and through the guys that are working their way up through the farm system. There's still more to come for this team, and there's a bright future ahead for sure. Um, yeah. If I had to go with my number three, and this is just looking, and I know this is gonna suck for some people. Um, and this is probably where we're gonna differ. I'm gonna go Hawks. I'm going to go Hawks here over the Falcons. The Falcons will be my fourth. And the reason I'm going to go with Hawks here, I like the future aspect. I, I like Trey Young, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish. You know, uh, what's what's old boy's name that we that we got from um, from Virginia? John Collins? Oh, yeah, we got him. And then we got DeAndre Hunter from, from Virginia. DeAndre Hunter. Uh, Clint Capella mm-hmm. now. Like, it, it's – they're getting the pieces together. Trey Young's good. If they can get, like, one more free agent, I see them definitely making the playoffs this year. And then, because the East is weak, we all know how the East is. And then from yeah. there, honestly, I, I don't really mind this coach so far. I think he does pretty good. He's, de- he's developing the guys pretty well. I see them getting to that top status before I see the Falcons. I just think the Falcons will get to the point where we've been in this mode for a little while. We've had Matt, Matt Ryan since what, 07, 08, something like that. 08. Mm-hmm. And then we've had Julio for a while too. And 11. the thing is, we're here. You know, 12 years later, I don't know. The window, to me, it's getting too close to being done. Can they do it? No, I'm not I mean, I'm not going to doubt that. They, they can do it if, you know, if we can pull it out somehow. That'd be great. But um, I'm just saying if I have to look at odds, I'll, I'll take the Hawks here. What do you think? Well, I'm a, as you said, we're different. I'm going to take uh-huh. Atlanta, uh, the Hawks first. Uh, I mean, take, I'm sorry. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons third. Okay. And the reason why, uh, I look at that division. I mean, yes, Drew Brees is what? He's 40. What forty two years old? Yeah, forty one. One of them. So he ain't got long. They got Jameis behind him now. He who, got, like, who do I know? But who can can you name the guy that we have behind Matt Ryan? Yeah, I think it's still Matt Schaub. I think it's still Matt Schaub, bro. Is it still Matt Schaub? I'm pretty sure it's Matt Schaub, dude. I don't know. It is Max Schaub. Yeah. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying, dude. Don't, I, I'm just saying, if you're looking at future aspects, I'd rather have Jameis Winston than Matt Schaub. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I agree on that. But, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's that's a shocker for the day. Yeah. But, yes. Uh, the more you know. He's been playing since 2004, dude. He's been playing a yeah. long time. But, but, I, but, like you said, as I look at it and I go and I'm like, well, man, the uh, – the, the Matt Ryan, I think he got a few more years. I don't see Atlanta ever letting him go. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I see them letting go of Julio before I ever see them letting go of uh, Matt yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, the Falcons got a really good defense. They just got to stay healthy. That's the main thing with Atlanta. Defensively, they don't always stay healthy. They got a good defense. They just got to find the right coordinator to get them guys to play. Yeah. Because if you look at individual position, they got one of the best in the league. Uh, linebackers, uh Hopefully, Terrell plays. He had an interception yesterday. Yeah, he uh, did. Sunday. Shout out to him. Um, yeah. And, you know, they used to have a lot of different players. Um, I, I just think Atlanta – Atlanta, they're there, man. They, they traded a good bit of uh, assets, too. Though. I mean, I know they got some some first-round picks along that offensive line, but, I mean, I think uh, – I'll have to look at their draft capital moving forward, but I know they packaged together a couple picks here recently to move back up into the first these past couple of years. So, 
I don't know. But, hey, good news is that GM's gone. So, you know, you don't have to worry about somebody blundering, you know, those kinds of deals. But, I mean, he yeah. did do some good stuff, but he also did some stuff that was questionable. He did some foolish stuff. Uh-huh. Well. You're so, right. You're right. Yeah. But, I, no, I just, I will say, but what's, the, what's the outlook for you on the Hawks then? Well, to me on the Hawks, I mean, I look at, you know, really, uh, they probably could because the division, the East ain't all that really. And That's what I'm saying. They could, they could have one good year where they slip in, but. I mean, just the way Trey Young plays All basketball. I, I hope everything. I hope everything gels together. Mm-hmm. I do, but I think Atlanta Hawks. I ain't gonna lie to you. I just think they just made the wrong pick. They traded at the wrong time. They should have kept Luca. And I say yeah. this from the beginning: if they would have had Luca, I would have much more confidence. I think the Hawks would would have been in the playoffs. They would have been in the playoffs. They probably would have won their first playoff. Yeah, game. yeah. I, I don't think you can. Run. Yeah, I, I think I, I don't think you can that. deny that. Um, yeah, because if if Homeboy can make it. Out of the West, you know, make seventh seed out of the West, he would have at least probably made, I don't know, fourth or fifth seed in the East. In the East, um, in the East yeah, yes. with the pieces. So, yeah, I agree with you there. And at the time, I was pretty upset at that. I, I wish they would have taken Luca. It's just a generational talent. But I, I will give Trey some credit here. Trey has been pretty good. He was an all star this past year. Um, he is a good player. I mean, we, I got to give him that much. I mean, he reminds me a lot of your boy, Steph. And if they can put the right people around, it's all about system fitting. They they are obviously trying. They got the they got what the old GM from from the uh, or old assistant GM from the Golden State Warriors. They tried to pretty mm-hmm. much take that and replicate it at this level. And I don't know, will they be able to do it? We'll have to see. But it's all about that team, uh, that team chemistry and everything. How how the pieces fit. And I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I, I like the outlook of it so far with all the talent they have. Me too. Yeah. Once they get them some help, I. I'll look more for the Hawks, but right now it's just hard for me to see it, man. I just yeah. – this tough. They need defense. They got offense. They just need some defense on that. Defense, for, the, for sure. Hawks team, man. Definitely. But, yeah. Well, anything else you want to cover here with the, the Georgia curse? The I'm, Georgia, done, I'm done with Georgia, man. Let's get done with Georgia. I'm done All right. Yeah, yeah. Listen, and, all right. So, while, while we're still on the NBA uh, side of things, uh, we didn't get to bring it up last podcast uh, just because we wanted to make it a college football one, but uh, Ty Lue. Uh, somebody that Torres has professed that he he just does not – he doesn't like him. He doesn't think he's good. Uh, he's openly said it on this show. He's clipped it. We've even posted – shout out. Hey, go, go, to, go to our Instagram page. We've even made a post about this. He's clipped it and put it up there. Uh, it's TT underscore podcast. But somebody that he has came at, doesn't think he's a good coach, has came in and taken the head coaching job of Torres's beloved Clippers, the Clippers that he loves so much. I know it ain't his favorite team, but doggone if you don't act like it sometimes. But let's. what do you have to say about this? Because, I mean, I, I think it's okay. I, I mean, I can go into a little bit more here in a minute. Uh, I know that his role model, Torres's role model, Skip Bayless, came out on Twitter, and he thought this was a great move. He thought this was going to push them over the top. And Torres has been on record saying that Skip isn't hard. You know, he's he's hardly ever wrong, or he's pretty much right all the time. What do you have to say here? Well, this is going to be a very rare moment, so the sky <laughs> must be full. It must be a full moon out there. Uh oh. But I disagree with Skip, and this is I disagree with him mm. big time on this one, dude. Mm. What the freak are the Clippers? You might well could you might well should have kept Doc Rivers. I said this from day one. Tyron Lue ain't look. When uh, uh, when one of the guys you're coaching throws soup in your face and you don't do a jack crap about it, hey, there was even a there was even a game where the game was on the line mm-hmm. and they had a huddle 
had a huddle. LeBron had the clipboard writing up the play that they was going to do. Tyron Lue was sitting in the back outside the huddle. And oh, no. Hey, but, but, but this is the team that's going to pick. Let me tell you something. If Tyron Lue can get this Clipper team over the hump, if he can – I don't, I don't see it happening. I just don't – I literally do. I think this might be one of the craziest – Moves the Clippers can possibly make, and I see. Well, hey, he's got he's got some down. good assistants around him, so let's take that into note. Chauncey Ooh. Billups, Chauncey Billups is coming in to help him out. That ain't, I don't think that's a bad move, dude. He's a he's a championship winner. He won him he won him some chips with the uh, with the Pistons, um, and then he they hired somebody else. I can't remember who, but they they brought in some other people. They, he he surrounded himself with other good people, and we saw this here recently with the Lakers. Jason Kidd, and I think they had uh, what Lionel Hollins, and then Bill Handy. You know, if you get a well, good group of guys see, together. See, that's the thing. The Lakers surrounded themselves around guys that were former head coaches. The Clippers are sounding – I mean, what the – Tyron – Yeah, Chauncey Billups, this will be his first. You could pick Chauncey Billups as head coach, and it would be no different than what Tyron Lue would be doing, bro. That's what I'm saying. Tyron Lue is not going to motivate these guys to play any harder than what they were doing it for Doc Rivers. Now, unless he's doing something in the back of that locker room that I don't know of, I don't know why he's one of the most sought-out coaches in the NBA right they, now. They, he really sure don't. is. If his name in, his name was getting tossed in a bunch of stuff, the 76ers, Dude, the Rockets, Anytime somebody needs a head coach, Tyron Lue. Tyron yeah. Lue. They just, I'm looking, currently looking at an article now that says Tyron Lue might be one of the highest-paid head coaches in the NBA this upcoming year. What man. the freak is going shout, on? Shout, shout out to Bron for making that man some money. <laughs> yes, Bron get a lot. He got Tristan Thompson a contract. He got he get everybody. J.R. Smith can take his co-op. He, get, he gets his boys paid. I will say that. Yeah, he must be getting them paid big time. He must be sliding some money on the table. Because mm. boy, I don't see what. I, I truly do not understand what Tyron Lue is doing to get these type of opportunities. And and you know it brings up now this is a whole different this is a whole different topic. But it brings up the point where people used to talk about uh, how they the NBA wasn't right. They used to always uh, uh, they used to always talk about the, the own NBA teams only get white coaches. They will only interview white coaches first before they do black coaches. Well, a running rule of sorts, like trying yes, to the, trying yeah, to implement more minorities. And okay, okay, mm-hmm. they need to do minorities. I, I don't know. I don't before. see that as much though, because I mean, we see. I don't. You know, people. Well, you had that team. whole argument. Well, that was a whole argument because people were mad about how Steve Nash got his coach. Okay, job yeah, that 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 one was out of the blue. That I mean, I it was say, out of the blue. Nobody saw. Did anybody? Eat, all right, be honest. Did do you think anybody normal average Joe's even thought that Steve Nash would be going into head coaching this year? No. You see what I'm no, saying? I that one just no. that hit everyone like a ton of bricks. Nobody. Saw no, that, that was out of the blue. But see. A lot of people want to use that because they see guys like Mark Jackson on the market. Right. Yes. Yes. Like like for instance, like if if you're qualified and you're good enough to coach, then yes, they'll they'll get you. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I mean, these teams must see something in Tyron Lou, man, because I mean he's black and every time on every hand, anytime the coaching comes up, his name is always in the yeah. mix. And, yeah. and a lot of people don't know Jason Kidd, he is also black. But his name always come up in the mix. Uh-huh. So, you know, I mean, now nah, he might not be a full black, but he's black. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, black. yeah. But he's accepted. they throw in all these different names. <laughs> yeah. They throw in all these different names. But it it shows. Like, mm-hmm. to me, it shows more of, like, who you know and 
when you know him. Yeah, hey, that's how you get that's how you get jobs in the room. I think that's he, how he's working right. Obviously, he networks pretty well. He he uh, positions himself in good spots to get these spots. Get these exactly. jobs. Exactly. More power it, to it, him. It, exactly, because it was about more of like minority in some situations. Like you know, I saw a lot of things on first take. They was talking about that. Mm-hmm. Look at David Black. David Black had the number one seed in the East, and he got fired. Look True. at uh the coach the coach for the Rockets uh what was his name uh, D'Antoni or um uh, no not D'Antoni you're talking about um, uh, uh Kevin McHale Kevin McHale yes yeah. Kevin McHale look at Kevin McHale had those Rocket teams yeah. back to back years always <clears throat> in the playoffs got him to the second round one year got him to the conference championship mm-hmm. he gets fired so I wasn't a big fan of him though I ain't gonna lie to you uh, I mean but he had those boys winning man I mean yeah. him and Dwight Howard those boys they were winning yeah they were winning. But you know, Harden and the White Howard. But as time went on, like like you were saying, things change, and coaches are going coaches. I mean, if you're not winning, it's about it's we're in the league. You know, in any pro sports, it's about what you do for me now. And if you're not winning, then you're gonna get fired. Whether you're yeah. white, black, and yellow, and it don't matter, man. Yeah. So uh, it is what it is, and it happens. So, but mm-hmm. I look at this. I like I said, look, Tyrone Lue, congratulations. Uh, Look, man. Could so I know I'm pretty sure. Um, can't remember. I know that they had Paul George and Kawhi when they signed with the Clippers, or when they when Paul George got traded to the Clippers. I think they were on. Each of them both had two years left on their deal with they a player option. So I think we're looking at our last year here, guaranteed with the Clippers. Do you see this thing ending after this year, with both of them opting out, or one of them opting out and leaving? Well, it depends. I mean, Tyron Lou is signing. He signed a five-year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to have you know guys like Kawhi and uh, Paul George together, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. Um, it just depends on how. It really depends on how this season goes. And I'm not gonna lie, this season is harder. I mean, the Warriors are coming back, Warriors, bro. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors are going to come back with some vengeance. Uh, obviously, right now, the Lakers are still the top team, the number one team, the problem with them championship next year as well. But you got the Warriors coming back. The Mavericks only going to be better with Porzingis. Yep. We'll have to see what they do with free agency in the draft. They're, they're going to get better, though. Exactly, man. So the Clippers, they might got the same team coming back, but they still need a few more pieces. Mm-hmm. I think if they find a legitimate big man, I like Zubak, but if they find a legitimate yeah. big man, Montrez can't get it done either, I don't think. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's, it's going to be really tough. I don't, don't say he can't get it done. It's going to be tough. But don't you be like, hey, don't you, don't you do that. <laughs> hey, but we will say this. We will say this. If they got a, a, a like a big man. That like an Andre Drummond, Tristan Thompson, somebody like that maybe. Yeah. I, even I though, even though Tristan ain't real tall either, but he, he played a lot better this year than I think. Yeah, know, you got to have a big man that's able to go out there with Anthony Davis because, to be honest, that's the team you're looking forward to playing against. And then the Warriors, you still need a big man that can move because the mm-hmm. way they pass that ball. Yeah, but, speaking of – I mean, there's rumors of them going after Dwight. So, so Dwight right now is a sought-after free agent. Rajon Rondo right now, they're saying that he's got some looks from um, – I think they're saying Boston, and I can't remember the other team right now. But he's, get, he's getting looked at. He's maybe reuniting with his old team, but – uh, them too, and then also I've been hearing Boogie Cousins maybe coming back. That's what the perception is to the for the Lakers. So mm. I don't know, man. Lakers Lakers might be even better than they were this year. They might be. I've also heard this: the Lakers might get Bradley Beal. 
Oh, it's it's a that's a wishful thinking, man. I don't know what they give up to get him. Uh, they've been saying to give up something. They've they've been saying Kuzma's been looked at. If but to be give honest with you, yeah. Oh, oh no no. I, oh, I would definitely. But what I'm saying is, what kind of deal? I mean, what kind of idiot would you be to trade Bradley Bill for like Kyle Kuzma and some pieces? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Have I don't you know. not seen the NBA lately? I don't know, man. That, that's highway robbery. I've seen worse deals, boy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love it because it would guarantee some championships for my guys. But, honestly, I think Silver would have to step in like old Stern had to do back in the day with Chris Paul and say, uh, I'm going to have to veto this. Yeah, I'm going to have to say no to that one. But Which hurt Kobe because Kobe could have had another ring, man. It definitely did. He could have had another ring. could have had another ring. Pretty, pretty interesting. You know, Gasol, Chris Paul, Kobe, LeBron, Odom, Marquez, all those boys. Dude, that would have been nice. Chris Paul was just starting to get, you know, he was really starting to hit his prime. That all-star status when he was on the Hornets, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be fun covering free agency and all coming up and, you know, looking in. We'll have to get keep rolling for some some baseball stuff throughout um, their offseason, but – yeah. Um. Man, do we got a good show coming up later this week though? Because we get Torres. Let's preview that for a second here. We got some big fights this weekend, don't we? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. We can't small talk about the fight this past weekend. Did you watch the boxing fight? Just give a taste. Give a taste. Oh yeah, yeah. I did watch. Uh, I did watch some. Uh, some of the boxing. It, it got really good. Uh, those last like four rounds, in my opinion. The last four. I know they were going at it, boy. They were going. Mm-hmm. At it, yes. That's what I like. The Lomachenko. I mean, it was considered an upset, but they. I mean, Lopez was undefeated. Lomachenko had one loss, but he was the best technical boxer. I mean, from the ground up, yeah. it just took Lomachenko a long time to get into get going. the fight with him. Yeah. It took him seven rounds, and I think that hurt him. Um, there's a reason why he lost by unanimous decision. Uh, I think Lopez won the fight, and he won it decisively. So. Um, I cannot wait. Uh, but you got a lot of fighting that's going to end this year, man. A lot of fighting. And we're just going to start off with the UFC. I mean, yes, this past Saturday, the Korean Zombie fought uh, Brian Ortega. What a fight that was. Um, mm-hmm. Brian Ortega, he came back strong. I cannot wait to see him fight Alexander Volnovsky because that was for the uh, featherweight number okay. one contender fight. So that's the next fight to make. But, boy, this upcoming Saturday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Loaded. Khabib. Versus don't, don't go too far, man. We just got to give him a taste here because we, 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 we got that plenty to talk about. Look, the main event is not even that, bro. Just forget. Now, obviously, don't the main event it. is the fight. Why? I know, I know. But there's Boy. some after that. Cannoneer and Whitaker, right? Cannoneer and Whitaker. That's what we do. Oh, my God. Like, I, I'm going to tell Hulk you this. And Wall- if, oh, my God. Yeah, you're God. right. This is so oh. crazy. Dude. Wall- Y'all got to watch Wall- this. Dude. And then, look. People, if anybody ever seen the Mag, the Magomed and the I am Kutlebar fight, if y'all seen that first fight, the first fight was a big controversy. Yeah, yeah. We, we were supposed to have this fight um a few few years. A few weeks ago. Yeah, yes, yeah two, okay. three weeks ago. Ion had caught the COVID, and so now more than likely he'll be fine for this next coming. So if anybody saw the previous fight, y'all please go watch it because let me tell you something. It was a controversy. Ion yeah. acted like he was knocked out, but it was more of an old Anderson Silva. Um, Just um, playing around like a taunt. Playing around, acting like I'm stumbled, and he catch him with some punches. He was doing the same thing to Magomed, uh, Magomed and, you know, the referee stopped me thinking he was hurt, but he wasn't. So this is fight two. This is going to be really good. Be good. I can't wait. Yeah. Because they were going at it the first fight. You know, obviously, you know, Walt Harris and Alexander Volkov, I mean, the heavyweights, 
these guys throw down. Yeah. So, oh my God, I don't, don't be Phillip good, man. Halls, Jacob uh, Malcon, I mean Philip Hall is a big time up and comer. He's been looking really good. Uh, I don't know much about the Jacob guy, but I mean they got him on the main card, so this is gonna be something. Hey, yeah, he's got to be good if he's on the main card. He's on the main card. I don't know much about the women's fight, Lauren Murphy versus Leela Shakarova. We, so, I, I know we've we've picked a fight with Lauren Murphy before. I remember that name, but yeah, we have. Mm-hmm. And like you said about the Whitaker and Cannonier fight, let me tell you something, y'all. I don't think that's fight gonna go in in a decision at all. If anybody know much about Robert Whitaker, go watch his Yo Romero fight. The man hard. went. The man went 10 rounds with Yo Romero. If anybody can go 10 rounds with Yo Romero and slug it out fist for fist, knee for knee, leg kick, like blood is everywhere in that fight. Y'all go watch that. If you want to see blood, yeah, okay. that is a <laughs> fight. Like that is that's crazy because nobody stands in front of Yo Romero and throws. Uh-huh. He stood in front of and threw. Like we knew Paula Costa. Paula Costa did the same thing. Yeah. It looked like he got sick, but it looked like anybody that fight Israel, they forget how to fight. But yeah. that's one fight in Cannoneer. They don't call him the killer gorilla for nothing. Cause he be like, hey, it's gonna be interesting, man. Y'all need to, y'all really need to go watch these fights. Yeah, you got it. You're gonna have to listen to this one because of course we're gonna be trying to get some of our some of our friends of the show on. So hopefully we'll be able to get them on. We're going to get some good picks in. Hopefully, uh, Torres and I will agree with some of them so we can team up against the – Yeah, let's team up with these guys, boy. <laughs> hey, maybe we can get some teaming up going. I love it when people, when people team up. And, yeah, try uh, to come on the show and get us. Bring it on. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, it'll, it'll be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. Torres, as you can tell, he is definitely looking forward to it. But uh, anything else you want to cover before we break it down here? No, nah, man. I mean, hey, look, sports is still exciting. I mean, oh, look. Yeah. At the beginning, we were around when we first started this podcast. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of us, we really didn't know how sports were going to go. I mean, yeah. we thought we were going to go through a bunch of lists again and start ranking guys over and over again every week. Yeah. <laughs> but now, I mean, we have so much, so much. So Big Ten's coming back this weekend. That's that's good. So Exactly. And the NFL, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on with that. I mean, you saw Tampa Bay, what they did against Green Bay. My Steelers, they're 5-0. We got the Titans this next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Five and no, what a game! I cannot wait for that game. Um, you got a lot of teams looking good. Russell Wilson up and running for MVP. The Chiefs, they're five and one and looking really good. The Ravens, five and one. So, you got a lot of good teams in the NFL at the top heavy, man. Now, and then and again, this year, you got seven teams that make the playoff. So, you ain't gonna have no be good, team man. outside that you say, Oh, I wish they could. They should have made it. Yeah, no, you're gonna have everybody that deserved to be in there will be in the playoff this year. I can't wait, man. It's exciting. It's gonna be bro. good. I cannot man. wait. It's gonna yeah. be good. And and Georgia, Georgia sports fans, there's a lot at the end of the tunnel. We'll get through this together. All right. <laughs> one of these one of these teams will end it. We're gonna be all right, guys. But uh hey, thank you guys so much for listening in. Feel free to go ahead and give us a subscribe on uh Apple Podcast or Spotify. Go and like us on uh Instagram. It's TT underscore podcast and follow us on Twitter at the TNT podcast. Nobody unfortunately won our contest. We did where you had to predict the Alabama Georgia game. Y'all are giving up free for, money. Yeah, yeah. So you have to get involved. Follow the pages so you can try to get in on those contests. But uh, thank you guys for so much for listening in, and we will see you next time.